0: Welcome to Good God, conversations that matter about faith and public life. I'm your host, George Mason, and I am thrilled to begin a new series on poverty, uh, the first episode of which we begin with our guest, Craig Antico. Craig is the founder, co-founder of RIP Medical Debt, and he has been responsible for Uh, just retiring more than a billion dollars worth of personal medical debt through this nonprofit. And it's an exciting uh, announcement that we have to make today. First of all, Craig, welcome to Good God. We're glad to have you.
1: Thank you, Reverend.
0: Well, here's the announcement. So uh, the parent organization of Good God is called Faith Commons. And because of a generous gift to our uh, nonprofit, we were able to contact RIP Medical Debt and uh, cooperate with them in a process of retiring debt in Dallas County. Uh, The good news is that we were able to retire personal medical debt for 1,657 persons uh, and that amount totaled more than four million two hundred thousand dollars average for each a family unit retiring more than $2,500 worth of debt. Craig, what an incredible relief that is to people that they get that word. So tell us about the process whereby all of this happens.
1: Sure, what we do, and the funny thing is we, my co-founder and I, Jerry, we come from the collection industry and half of all collections in this country are medical and the amount of hardship that's being put on people is is extraordinary so when we started it we thought getting to a billion dollars would be an incredible accomplishment Uh, we started this company in 2014 and the way that we do it is we go to hospitals medical groups and even the investors that buy debt from hospitals mostly from hospitals they actually can buy this debt for a lot less than what the billing went out for. Mm -hmm. What it depends on is how much a collection company or a debt buyer, they call them, thinks that they can actually collect, which determines how much they're going to pay. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say there's $100 million of medical debt that a hospital's owed, and this collection company forecasts that they're gonna collect $15 million on that $100 million they'll end up paying about one-third of that. They'll pay $5 million for that $100 million. Mm. Now, being we were in that business, we knew that after a couple of years, maybe three years, most of the money, that $15 million that they're going to collect, has been collected. Well, what about all the people? It might be 80% of that portfolio that can't pay and never will be able to pay. Well, what are they going to do with those accounts? Guess what? they're going to sit on their credit report for the next three, four years Mm -hmm. and waiting, just waiting for some positive thing to happen. Well, a lot of times it doesn't happen. Mm. It's only a negative burden on the people. Right. But we came to the the debt buyers and said, why don't you sell those accounts to us for a lot less than what you paid. Maybe we'll pay 1% or we'll pay a half of a percent and at least for, you know, get that off of their credit report and stop them from worrying that they're going to get a call from a collection company. Right. So we did that. Right. And the debt buyers were willing to sell it to us, even though many of them were not allowed to resell it. We convinced them. What we do is when we buy this account, we wipe it out and contractually, we cannot collect on it. We cannot sell it to another company. Mm-hmm. Our whole purpose is to abolish the debt. It's like a jubilee, in biblical terms. You are actually wiping out someone's uh, the amount of of debt that they owe, and in biblical times it was even freeing slaves, which is kind of ironic because this is like a slave. You, you're a debt slave, so we're actually we're actually bringing them back to whole, at least on this one account. So that's how we do it.
0: That is a remarkable story, and I, I don't think people fully appreciate if they've never been in debt, uh, the the kind of burden people carry around with them constantly, uh, the the sense of foreboding, the feeling that they can't advance, they can't get they can't get a car loan, maybe they can't they can't buy a house, they uh, their credit is diminished. Uh, they're waiting for the phone to ring or somebody to knock on the door, and it's uh, it's it's really, uh, a, as you say, a kind of enslavement, a kind of burden that people carry, and 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 the whole concept of people of faith out of a biblical uh, religion is to relieve the burdens of the poor, right? So yeah,
1: we find that there's two groups of people mostly that we're helping. One is the impoverished. So poverty is a qualification, mm-hmm. and we even believe that two times the federal poverty level and below is poverty. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll talk about what poverty means, mm-hmm. and you know we've defined it very broadly. It's very similar to what a hospital will have. Most people don't even know that if you make less than two times the poverty level, and you can look it up on Google. They have calculators to tell you mm-hmm. what level of poverty you are at. Um, anybody that's two times the poverty level and less gets charity care, which is free care. Mm -hmm. Most people do not know that a Mm -hmm. third of all the accounts that we used to buy as a debt collector or a debt buyer qualified for charity care and they didn't get it. Mm -hmm. They needed to apply for it. Unfortunately, that's Mm -hmm. one of the big issues Uh, in our book. And we're updating our book right now end medical debt we talk about hardship and material hardship. Now, a lot of those in poverty already have hardship. They already know what it's like to have hardship. But there's people that are making three times the poverty level, four times the poverty level that are now having hardship or material hardship. I talk about hardship as you can't pay your utility bill or you can't put tires on the car when they go bad or you choose not to go and get that prescription filled or do that follow-up visit because you owe money or you're worried about the cost. For example, uh, cancer patients are paying 10, 15, 20, 30% of their gross income for the treatment of, of cancer. And I've heard people saying, I am not gonna even go and get treatment because I'm just gonna put my family into such harm's way with debt. So they're, they're like choosing death over debt. Wow. And that is just, it's just—it's—it's just extraordinarily sad that we have this happening right now, that you have to choose health or financial health, and it's...
0: So So, Craig, I, I learned about you um, not through uh, the same means that a lot of people have, which, by the way, was the comedian, John Oliver, uh, who did uh, a, a whole um, series of programs and and uh, and and work to retire. What was it? Something like fourteen million dollars worth of debt, or so.
1: Yeah, just about fifteen million dollars uh, for about nine thousand families in Texas. Actually, it was all in Texas.
0: That's fascinating. Well,
1: much of it was in Dallas, actually. Yeah.
0: Well, San there you go. Like well, and it keeps on accumulating, even after we uh, have have done our part the The amount of debt in Dallas County uh, is back up again. Uh, and you know this is just an ongoing problem that needs to be addressed. But uh, i I learned about it from a colleague in Brooklyn. Uh, my uh, my dear friend uh, Gary Simpson uh, is the uh, senior minister of the Concord Baptist Church of Christ in Brooklyn, and their church foundation uh, worked with you and retired. Uh, all the debt in Kings County, and uh, wow. even into uh, I think uh, parts of New Jersey, and they were really excited about that. And he said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how to do this." And so we were able to be in touch.
1: It's so exciting, and and you you not only get the church because it's a federated fundraising, meaning you as the church and some family foundations are coming together. And it's supporting the the congregation. And then the congregation gets so excited. I've
0: right. visited
1: churches in Carrollton and Dallas uh, that have done this before. And one of the pastors said that it was the most important thing they did all year, which is wow. shocking to me. But yeah. it, it just it just generated such enthusiasm and support. And then it multiplies after the church does this. Mm-hmm. Just like you, you, you talk to somebody in Brooklyn, you talk to somebody here. All of a sudden the whole region starts to do this. Appalachia was another area. We have regions that we help. And we know that poverty is one of the biggest issues in Appalachia. And uh, so people have donated a million dollars to abolish debt in that region. We well, need more of this. We need more communities to come together. And I know faith, faith commons is actually a church that brings multiple denominations together, which is really what we're all about. It's not just, it's the kingdom. It's not just. That's right.
0: Nom- That's right. And faith it's commons there. is actually also interfaith and multi-faith. So it's it's all of us working together, uh, Jews and Muslims and uh, Buddhists and people uh, of, of, of all faith, because we all have this deep, uh, fundamental unity around the idea that we should be at work to promote the common good and to do so from uh, the starting point of the least of these, uh, that those who have uh, the most burdens on them, it is up to us to help relieve that. And so, yeah, that's part of uh, our calling. And, And I think for people who are watching this or listening to it, they're probably wondering, well, that's really exciting. You you retired more than $4 million worth of personal debt, medical debt. How much did that cost? And in our case, it was what, $30,000, $35,000, right? Right. Which is it's, remarkable.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. We used to average it so that every single, you know, faith-based organization or family foundation or person that donated a dollar, mm-hmm. achieved a dollars, a hundred dollars worth of, of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, now we're realizing well, sometimes the debt just costs less. Sometimes it costs more. We pay five and a half percent for some debt mm-hmm. because that debt happens to be younger debt, might be a year old instead of three, four, five, six years old. And we've got to decide we're doing research, randomized controlled trials with four major universities, MIT, University of Chicago, UCLA, UC Berkeley, to find out where is that sweet spot of impact? Right. You know, so it might be, it might've cost, cost you a hundred thousand dollars to do that $4 million worth of debt if we started to buy more recent debt. So we're trying to find out with evidence, what makes the biggest impact and then we're going to tell our donors this is where you should put your money i know you like to get 100 to 1 or in your case 130 to 1 on your money but let's put it where the most impact is made Mm -hmm. and that's what we're we're trying to ascertain we know that it makes a difference but does it make that much a difference that we're abolishing older debt or less costly debt
0: so Craig, this is a new dimension for you to get m- more into the analytics of uh, of the nature of the debt and uh, and that sort of thing but I, I also wonder um, you know as as you think about the, the next iterations of this, uh, you know you're, you're working on the back end, you might say of uh, of all of this debt and I, I love what your uh, co-founding partner Jerry said is that, you you sort of moved from uh, f- from the world of collections, which had had a predatory feel to it, uh, to being predatory givers, uh, which I, I think is a a, a beautiful phrase. Uh, but uh, but but what's your take on how we prevent this kind of debt incursion? Uh, we, we're working to eradicate debt on the back end, but isn't it much better to not incur it to begin with, right?
1: It, it is. Um, I mean, I could talk personally about it and tell you my my beliefs about it. I could talk with you about it from an RIP perspective. Um, I'll talk about it from an RIP perspective. We're more of a a resolutionary product or service where we're completing something or, or putting it to bed, so to speak. Um, revolutionary is more like what we need in this country. Okay, Um, We could become revolutionary if we raised about $2 billion a year. Mm -hmm. Now that's going to take a while for us to get to that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In the meantime, how can we help hospitals identify the people that are in most need now? Mm -hmm. I talked about a little bit before how 30% of all the accounts that are placed for collection in this country and Mm -hmm. sold are people that qualified for charity care. That's a safety net for the impoverished in this country. One third of the population makes less than two times the poverty level, including children. So that right there, if we provided either free care Mm -hmm. or we abolish debt on the back end of, because a lot of people can pay, believe me a lot of people are in position, even if they're impoverished to pay their bill and they want to pay this. There's a stigma when you don't pay, right. even if you're in poverty or two times the poverty level and below. So people do want to pay. It's, do we need for them to go into hardship right. by paying? Right. That's the, the, the biggest key. Mm-hmm. We could, it, and we found in research that when you spend about two and a half to 3% of your gross income, on medical out-of-pocket expense, or the debt that you incurred from other out-of-pocket, um, you go into hardship. Wow. You get into the five and 10%, you're now into material hardship. You can't pay your rent. You, you're you gonna get evicted. Maybe you'll be homeless. These are things that we can't accept it for anybody in this country to have happen. Right. Um, so we can use data. We can use data to identify the people that need it just like we do. Mm-hmm. Now. Most hospitals only allow this kind of a charity care if you make an application. Mm -hmm. Personally, I think what should happen is it should be given to you as a liberty or a right Mm -hmm. that you get to have this care regardless of your ability to pay and you don't have to apply for it. Mm -hmm. And that can be done using data. Mm -hmm. Um, We use it, that's how we do our work. right now it's an we call it an opt-in process right if we did it as an opt-out process because not everybody wants to to have charity right i can do it i don't want to help i'm going to be okay self-reliance i'm not depending on the whole the commons Mm -hmm. um i think what can happen is we could eradicate and, and this is an amazing stat here there's about a a trillion dollars of medical debt that's accumulated over the last seven to ten years. Wow. Most of that debt would be wiped out. Mm. Mm. I mean, if we have our way, we'd abolish all the debt five years and older. Yeah. There's no reason for that to be. That's probably $500 dollars of wow. debt, and we could wipe that out and take it off of the the backs and the minds of our people. We can't have that be there because that's it. it's even a social determinant of health, this debt. Mm. Mm. So it's, wow. it's, it's a scary thing. It determines your wellness. Mm. We're researching that too to see what, what is being affected.
0: <clears throat> so we've been talking about the spiritual character of this material work that you were doing uh, and the motivation uh, that... Um, you draw upon. And you've mentioned the biblical concept of the Jubilee and uh, debt forgiveness and release of slaves. You know, even in uh, the so called Lord's Prayer uh, that the Lord taught us to pray, it said, We pray, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, right? So this is interesting that I think most people think of forgiveness having to do with sins that are personal uh, one to another or against God. Uh, But the language of debt is right there. So it becomes a metaphor, doesn't it, that comes out of the economic sphere. uh, And we use the language of forgiveness uh, that that allows people freedom. I know that the biblical, uh, the the Greek word for forgiveness means literally to let go, to let it go. Uh, And so, when, when you retire this debt, when, when, when these people get letters from you that says it's been taken care of, someone has stepped in and, uh, and helped to forgive your debt and abolish it, that's a powerful spiritual metaphor, isn't it?
1: It is. And, and people will cry. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It came due to that. Um, a lot of times, last year we abolished about five hundred million dollars through faith-based organizations' gifts. Mm-hmm. That's going to be over a billion dollars this year.
0: Wow! And,
1: and it it's a it's a testament to the impact that this has. I mean, we we know how we would feel, mm-hmm. although we haven't gotten a letter like that. Yeah. Most people never get an un asked for a gift although they've been asking for it for a long time in their prayers to to get rid of it um we have gotten letters from people after they get this yellow envelope and and open it and they they just can't even believe that there was a church a faith-based organization or just a person out there that cared enough for them to forgive this debt and we don't want them to think of it that they did anything wrong Mm -hmm. Usually you're right. It seems like a forgiveness is, I did something wrong. Right. Well, you did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got ill. Yeah. How is that <laughs> wrong? Right. You know, right. And you couldn't right. pay. Right. Well, well, heck, that happens. That happens, right? right? So now let's, let's move on. You, right. you shouldn't worry about it even if you can't pay it. Right. Because it's going to be all right yeah. if you have faith. But it's nice to know that it's no longer there. <laughs> That's, it right. Is. It
0: is. That's right. Well, Craig, uh, as we wrap up, I think it would be important for people who are excited by this idea to know where to go and what to do uh, if they want to participate in this remarkable venture that you have going. So tell tell them how to get to you and and what's involved and, and, and where they should go.
1: Sure. Our website is probably the best place to go. It's uh, www r-i-p like rest in peace r-i-p or rip medical debt d-e-b-t dot org Mm -hmm. and you can decide where your money will go Um, reverend george said that you know what is the future of this what can we do you know further on as we go well we're not only going to be doing geography based help but we can uh, abolish debt of first responders
0: Oh my
1: helping COVID heroes.
0: Oh wow.
1: So the first responders or even the occupations like waitresses and bartenders and just people that have been impacted or serve you every day in the face uh. of home harm. We abolish debt for them. We've raised over a over a million dollars just to help them, and that's going to abolish over a hundred and fifty million dollars of debt. So we're starting to do that. We'll eventually do by ailment, cancer. Wow. Uh, and then by just uh, you might want to target people like that are let's say homeless or you might want to target people that are you know insecure financially but maybe even food insecure wow. or you might want to target certain demographics of people like certain age for example 27 year olds have the most debt on their credit report than any other group
0: wow.
1: so you, you don't know this kind of stuff until you start you know, getting educated, and that's the first step. Get educated before you even donate to us. Get educated, find out if this is something you'd like to do, and then realize that one dollar is going to abolish a hundred, ten dollars abolishes a thousand dollars, and a hundred dollars abolishes ten thousand dollars. So that's
0: extraordinary.
1: that's pretty extraordinary.
0: That's really great, Craig Antico. We're so grateful for the work that you're doing, you and your company. And we believe it's a spiritual work and that it is uh, actually providing some jubilee, both in the biblical sense and also in the sense of just joy uh, to people uh, because of of all you're about. So thank you for being on Good God and for the partnership with Faith Commons. We're excited about it and we're grateful.
1: You're welcome. And I'm grateful for you too and your congregation. And thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: You're welcome. God bless you. Bye-bye.
1: God bless you too. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Good God. We're grateful to provide this for you during this time of COVID-19 isolation. And we hope that it is a consolation to you during this time. There have to be lots of ways that we reach each other. And even though we can't be in a studio as we normally are producing these, we're finding the technology using Zoom and, and communicating it to you through this programming. Uh, We hope that you'll find it to be encouraging to you as we make our way through these difficult days. Good God is created by Dr. George Mason, produced and directed by Jim White. Social media coordination by Cameron Vickery. Good God Conversations with George Mason is the podcast devoted to bringing you ideas about God and faith and the common good. All material copyright 2020 by Faith Commons.